Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. First, <clears throat> our first presentation will be from Marcia Smith, and it's called New to UU. I am relatively new to UU, although I've been UU adjacent for many years. I sang in a choir in Spokane, Washington, UU. But I have been heading towards it since I left my church of origin some 30 years ago. And now I'm a member of the Ministerial Search Committee, and I wanted to attend the General Assembly to learn more about the larger world of UU. It was inspiring to be in the company of so many folks from all over, excited to learn and grow. And it was impressive to see how the Assembly tackled so many big questions in a smooth way as possible, a multi-platform, folks both live and online. I appreciated the chance to hear many points of view and to realize that my own thoughts on any topic were incomplete. Seeing and hearing from our leaders in person, like our, our new president um, and our, our exiting president, it gave me a much better appreciation of the heart and intelligence of these fine folks. Next year is an all-online GA, uh, not the same immediacy as in-person, but very, makes it so accessible, and uh, I really encourage folks to look at that and also to go there in person sometime. Make the, make the time to do it. it, it it's such a, a life-changing experience. I just want to say a little bit about the headline issue that was discussed. Uh, we've heard some about it, the new version of Article 2, the part of our bylaws that says what we stand for. There's a joke that you use love nothing better than a discussion, and if so, this was UU heaven. <laughs> While we were not discussing changes as glaringly obvious as back in the day when we, we struck phrases like for all mankind from the bylaws, uh, there were so many amendments offered, and many were adopted. Uh, they'll, never, they'll never be perfect wording, and that, that was certainly an example of that. I felt that we here at UCOV maybe have been a little late to this discussion, and in that sense we need to do a lot of listening to find out the thoughts behind the proposed rewrite. While we may not be in love with all of the wording, uh, we as delegates tried to assess the spirit of the effort. What was the spirit we found that we were in favor of that spirit. The new version aims to be more modern and inclusive. And it is important to listen to all voices, and many viewpoints were heard. I was struck by the overwhelming support at GAA for the new Article 2. I have heard and read objections. But what I did see was a painstaking effort to listen to all voices. I see that the essence of the seven principles seven principles are within the new Article 2. And I saw that one problematic word was removed. Uh, people were concerned about the word accountability. Uh, that word no longer exists in there because we don't know what it meant. The word used throughout is covenant, and that's a word very dear to the hearts of UU. This places our relationship in the realm of individual responsibility 
One other highlight of GA was the opportunity to hear and see such a large variety of present, present, presenters, both lay and reverend, and to see the banners of all of the churches uh, showing the breadth and diversity. We were proud to represent UCOV, and I thank you for your trust in us. Um, I'm Jan Simon, once again, and I am going to speak uh, to my experience as a first-timer at General Assembly. I went to General Assembly for the first time this year in spite of being a UU member for nearly 30 years. I attended with an open mind and lots of curiosity. I was somewhat familiar with the Article II revision question on the agenda, and the goal of UUA to be more welcoming to a diverse community. I had read about some of the controversy around hiring practices and RE conferences, yet I was totally unprepared for what I would experience. We arrived at the conference hotel the night before the GA opening session. Looking for a glass of wine, I ran into another attendee in the hotel lobby, and we started a conversation. I discovered that she and I grew up a few miles apart in Detroit and decided to go to the bar together, joined by Steve and a friend of hers. I started to ask about Article 2 and what they thought about it, only to discover that my two new friends were on the GA board. <laughs> we got a thorough summary of how the bylaws, just like UCOVs, needed to be reviewed periodically. I could definitely relate to this process. Throughout the next few days, I was impressed by attendees' passion for a broader inclusiveness and the subtext that if our denomination is to survive and thrive, we might want to broaden our message. I was inspired by performers, both spoken and sung and performances by a diverse group of people whose experience of life was somewhat different from my own, yet somehow the same. The speech by outgoing President Susan Frederick Gray bowled me over, and I heard echoes of Martin Luther King and her words about social justice. Young LGBTQ participants demonstrated love. And the new UUA president, Sophia Betancourt, impressed me with her clear vision for the future. GA definitely changed me. As someone who often believes, if it's not broken, don't fix it, I realize that there is value in looking for the broken pieces swept under the carpet, and I want to continue to grow. Hi, I'm Steve Simon, and I was one of the three uh, GA delegates in residence in Pittsburgh, along with uh, Jan and with Marsha. My GA experience was rich. It was also in a number of ways different from what I had heard from friends of mine who had attended in the past, because it was also my first time at GA. Uh, it was genuinely thought-provoking. It was challenging. It was illuminating. It was often entertaining. And one word that I didn't hear Jan or Lisa mention, it was often exhausting. It was long days and a lot of information to try and understand. 
Now, as Marsha expressed, I also felt the responsibility of representing UCOV as a member of the search committee. Personally, I had a sense of responsibility to connect with the people from the uh, surrounding UU congregations here on the, on the Sun Coast to talk to them about social justice. And, and all of us felt a responsibility to better understand the challenges and the controversies that have been rocking UUA for several years, particularly Article 2. Now, here were a few of the highlights for me. As Jan said, it was great to ease into GA the night before by having meeting and going to the bar with a couple of board members, which we did not know until the second round of drinks. Uh, uh, the next morning at the opening session, another high point was walking, Jan and I, walking with Marsha at least part of the way as she carried our UCOV banner in the procession. It was also true that after attending a very long and detailed opening day, including more things about the about Article 2, Jan, Marcia, and I all agreed that we needed to get a Hail Mary call with Amy. Now, I just want to say, any atheists here, Hail Mary refers to a foot, it's a football term exclusively in this context, okay? <laughs> Amy answered our call, we had our Zoom, and it was very helpful, uh, helping us navigate the next three days. Uh, on the second full day, at one point, more than a dozen or more older teens and maybe early 20s Teen dele youthful delegates rushed the stage to protest against a vote on investment policy. They successfully disrupted the proceedings for at least 20 to 30 minutes before order could be restored. It was wonderful to see them do that. On the third day, during the debate on the issues and before the voting began, they resumed screens and which people, some delegates there, and some people who were zooming in from other parts of the country got a chance to speak. And at least two of the UU delegates uh, from Western states introduced themselves as Nordic men. I am still trying to get my head around that. <laughs> On the fourth day, as both Marsha and Jan have said, have, listening to the speeches by outgoing president uh, uh, Susan Frederick Gray and the incoming speech by Sophia Betancourt live and in person. They were two very different, but two of the finest public speeches that I've ever heard. I have to say that. We also had dinner with Betty Baraga with the UU Fellowship of Port Charlotte and met with Sharon Howard from UU Sarasota. And this helped to open the door to their congregation's participation in the Social Justice Alliance. Takeaways. I learned a lot about the resources that UUA has for congregations, including financial support for projects. I also learned UUA has its own culture, and to a certain extent, it has its own vocabulary. Now, Reverend Amy did arrange a meeting for all the delegates, whether we were there on Zoom or in person, before we left. 
and that helped us prepare for what we thought we might see in terms of the push and pull in Pittsburgh, and that was very helpful. But in retrospect, it's hard for me not to conclude that in recent years, past UU leadership, UCOV leadership, with some notable exceptions, believed it really wasn't that important for our congregation to be informed about all the major controversies that UUA was and is still working through, particularly the debate over Article 2. As a result, our congregation overall, and particularly your delegates on site in Pittsburgh, we found ourselves to be surprisingly ignorant about the depth of feeling over these major disputes. Now, I want to say we can agree, we can disagree with UUA, but in the future, we shouldn't bury our heads in the sand. Now, I'm happy to say the current board is definitely taking steps to better educate our congregation on these issues. And in closing, I want to give a plug for the UUA sessions that have been led by and will be led by our President Jack Head and our board member, Pat Wellington, who is also a delegate. I recommend that you do consider attending one of these sessions. I attended one before the holidays, and it was excellent. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. I'm Pat Wellington. Yeah, just mentioned, thank you for the kudos for our Article 2 session. The last one will be on February 6th at 2 o'clock. There's a sign-up sheet out there. If we get too many people, we'll do another one. Um, this year's General Assembly was attended by me online. I didn't go in person. It had 1,317 in-person delegates. It was a big event, an equal number online. There were 715 congregations represented. Some of this is um, duplicated, but I'll, I'll try to um, give you a little more insight into things. There was much discussion about the UUA and UUs in general moving from liberal values to liberation, undoing systemic white supremacy. We are at the end of, a first, uh, uh, of the first year of a three-year study of this statement of conscience. The statement of conscience is to undo systemic white supremacy. It's quite a large uh, thing to do but we hope we can work on this. The UUA bylaws state that they will be reviewed every 15 years. The last time was 1985. There was much debate and work done on the revision on Article 2 of the bylaws so that our liberal values include anti-racism and more modern wording. Amendments were voted on, and the revised version now goes is back to the congregations for study and a decision at the 2024 GA, whether to adopt it or not. Two-thirds of congregations attending GA must vote for the final revised version before it's accepted. The next GA is going to be all online, so everybody, everybody here can join it. Uh, it'll be in June. My other takeaway, besides Article 2, is that you use dealt with strong feelings, as Steve mentioned, wanting action on climate and divestment from fossil fuels. 
The youth attending were vocal and vehement in their urging complete divestment from fossil fuel industries and subsequent reparations. Complete divestment was not approved. 68% voted no and 31% yes. But the board members committed to continuing this work. In 2014, young adults in UUA pushed for the removal of funds from 200 fossil fuel companies, and this was done in the Common Endowment Fund. Three, what they call actions of immediate witness, were approved. One is Stop Cop City, that's going to be um, under consideration for building in Atlanta. That passed with 83%. Organize for Health Equity is another one that was approved for people to um, uh, do action on this year in their congregations. 85% voted for that. And Protect Dreamers with a Path to Citizenship. That one got 98% of the people voting for it. So Dr. Sophia Betancourt that you saw is the first UUA president who's a woman of color and gay. She she ran unopposed for president and will serve a six-year term. She passed with 95.5% of the vote. And now you'll hear from Kinder Munz, another one who attended GA online. Good morning. I am Kendra Munz, and having attended many UUA General Assemblies in person, I miss the enjoyment of person-to-person engagement with others on the issues and conversations and dinners with friends near and far. This is the first time I attended a GA online. The preparation was completely different from years past. My last GA was in person in 2019 in Spokane, Washington where the delegates voted on the draft statement of conscience on the four-year congregational study action issue our UCOV board filed in 2016 called the corruption of our democracy. When, When the statement of conscience was presented, it was reviewed by by board members or by committee members there. We didn't have a choice of what it was said. The reviewers changed the title to Democracy Uncorrupted. (laughs) I only wish that were true today. But in 2019 and years past, delegates had to try to absorb everything on site during five days at General Assembly. We were lucky if we could review the agenda and list of workshops ahead of time. GA was always a feast of opportunities that seemed overwhelming. And even if workshops were divided up among the delegates sent to our congregations from Yukov, it, it just seemed overwhelming. In 2023, that changed. There were regular assignments ahead of time that stretched out the process and seemed intended to make life easier at GA. For example, the, 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 the GA did not start until 20, June 21, but on June 9th, we were asked to review the fossil fuel amendment, pros and cons. On June 10th, there was an online mini-assembly on the amendments proposed for divestment from the fossil fuel industry. 
So we had a lot of work ahead of time I wasn't prepared for. I was just going to go for five days and have fun. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so also, there was a new app we had to download and learn called Whova, W-H-O-V-A, for virtual attendance. We had to vote using Whova. All this was new to me. I'm not a techie. <laughs> However, once we settled in to, see, to seeing the main events online, starting with the opening banner parade, with banners of, U, of UU congregations from all over the country, including our own new UCOV banner carried by Marcia Smith, the joy and excitement of General Assembly came through. As an online delegate, I couldn't participate in workshops, but I could see all the special events, the memorable service of the living tradition, the bridging service for youth, the Ware Lecture, the Sunday worship service open to the public, the closing celebration and remarkable final report of the Reverend Dr. Susan Frederick Gray and the first speech of our new UUA president, Dr. Sophia Betancourt, and all the general sessions and discussions on issues, including the major Article II discussion that ultimately led to the vote to bring the issue to GA 2024 for a final vote. So I hope as many of us as possible, many newcomers right in this congregation, will attend GA 2024 online. It's only going to be from June 20 to 23. You can do it from home in your pajamas. And then consider attending GA 2025 in person in Baltimore, Maryland. June 18 to 24, because, you know, GA only comes to the East Coast once every four years. They alternate East, West, North, South. So 2025 will be our time, Baltimore, Maryland. It'll be five days of the most intense and enlightening experience of the work of the people, the congregations, and the leadership of the Unitarian Universalist Association of which we are a part. Thanks.